welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing weekly routines that can help you start your week off on the right foot. If you're wanting some simple ideas to help you ease into your week, then this episode is for you. Welcome to today's solo episode. I'm going to be talking about weekly routines and how they can help you start off the week on the right foot and help you ease into the week. So let's start. I have got seven different tips to share with you of how I start my week off. These routines I do every week and they've really made a difference to both myself and to my family. So let's start with number one. My first one is gratitude reflection. So there's two ways of doing this. I do both of these ways, but I did start with one particular way, which was attaching gratitude to a habit that I do every day. So these habits are like when I walk through my front door on the way out of my house and also when I'm getting into my car, in particular in between clients. So I will then just state to myself something that I'm really grateful for, whether it was the work I just did or something that I saw. Because it's attached to something that I do every day, it's easy to remember to do it. The other way of doing gratitude is writing something down at the start of your week or the end of your week. Now, I have a particular diary, the Curation Diary by St. Belfords, and it actually has a section. So because that's when I add my appointments in, I'll also have then, it's just a trigger for me to remember to write down three things that I'm grateful for. Because that's there, I do use that as well. But if you're not the type of person who likes to write things down, you can always say it in your head. Another one we do do as a family is just stating what we uh, what went well this week and what we're grateful for on our night meeting on a Sunday, so our family conversation on a Sunday night. By having this gratitude that you're expressing daily or weekly, you're actually increasing your positive emotional vibration. And so when we lift our vibration, we actually attract more positivity into our life and we also feel happier. Number two is adding appointments to your calendar. Now, I have talked a little bit about this back in episode 17. So I will only just give you a little brief rundown. You can go back and listen to episode 17 if you want a little bit more detail about this. So it's adding events, birthdays, appointments to either a physical calendar or a digital calendar, depending on your preference. I actually use both. I use the digital calendar so that my husband knows exactly what's on and we're on the same page. But I do love my physical calendar because of wearing glasses. I find it easier and I'm just more of that kinesthetic type of person who likes to have the paper there. Then we also have as a family our command center so that my kids know exactly what's on for the week. They can go and see it is in the kitchen area. I actually have had 
a lot of clients that I've helped set up command centers in their home because they've got young children and it makes it easy so everyone in the family knows what's going on. If we left all of these things that we need to remember for our week, our appointments, our birthdays, events, our brain is not going to be able to store those. Our brain is there to actually create ideas, not keep your to-do list and your calendar in. Organization helps to eliminate forgetfulness and missing those appointments, which then may even cause late fees. It also helps to the whole planning of your week a whole lot easier. It also makes you not feel so overwhelmed. We don't need to add our daily routines to our calendar. So that's things that you might do on a regular basis in the mornings, for example, bath time, bedtime routines, meal times, or maybe like your washing when you're usually doing your washing, if you do it on a set days, cleaning, maybe you clean your house on a particular day during the week. Those things don't need to be added to your calendar. These are routines that you do on a weekly basis. They're not actual events that need to be added. From my personal experience, having an organized and predictable home environment where my kids who need that predictability and structure and a place for them to go and look and be able to see what's going on has definitely helped with them feeling calmer and also a little bit more in control of their week as well. Number three is making a list of all the single tasks for your week. So that's all the things that you would like to get done that week. I use uh, the David Allen's concept of creating list with contents. And these are like tags that I'll do that task depending on where I am. So the ones that I actually use are phone And that means that I'll be doing, say, messages and calls on my phone. Then laptop is my next tag. And that's when I do emails or purchasing and bigger things. I find my phone's too small to do those sort of things on it. So that's why I'd have two tabs. You might have just that one and it might be phone slash laptop. Anything that's online could be your tag instead. The next one is errands, so things that I do when I'm out in the car. So it might be going past Kmart and we need to grab something or something from the supermarket. So when we're out in the car, that's when we go and do that particular task. Home, so things that we need to do around the home. It might be prune our roses at the front of our house at the moment. So that might be on our home. It mightn't get done this week and it might move across to next week, but it's then written down. So it's not going to be forgotten or it's not going to be remembered at two in the morning. My brain's not going to remember, oh, I need to prune those roses because I've now documented it. Number four is adding only three tasks that you've written down to each day from our to-choose list. It's a more positive reframe than saying our to-do list. And as I said before, in episode 17, I go into a little bit more detail about the language around to-choose list or opportunities list or manifestation list rather than using the word to-do list. Our brain really, really likes that positive language. So making sure that you only add a maximum of three things into your day is a great number I've found that works well. 
Some days I don't even get the three things done. It might only be one or two. It depends on the time I have that day, my energy. I do have an admin day on a Friday, so I might get more of those tasks done. And it might be more than three. It might be four or five from, you know, earlier in the week that I didn't get done. But delegating those out throughout your week really helps to take the overwhelm off you because you can see where in the week you think that you'll be able to manage and do those tasks. Some of the things as well that I ask myself when I have my to-choose list is whether I can delegate any of this to other family members. So one of the tasks that I've delegated to my daughter this morning was, would you like to do cooking, which I know she loves doing, lunch boxes for next week. So she's done some biscuits that can go in the freezer as well as can be out for people to eat at the moment as well. So she's made two batches of those. So some of the questions though, I ask myself, does this need to be done today? So is it important and is it urgent? So that will help me decide as to which day I'm going to place those different um, tasks down. Is it going to help me achieve my goal? So maybe I've got a goal there that I really need to achieve right now. And if it's going to help me move closer to that, then I'm going to place that task down. If it's something that's not really going to help me, it's maybe just something that's going to keep me busy, then it's maybe not needing to be done at all. And could this be completed by someone else? Like I gave the example before of delegating the biscuits to my daughter, I didn't need to make the food. I know she loves doing that. So I was able to delegate that to her. I know that when my children were younger, this was a lot harder, but now that they're getting older, there are definitely things that I'm able to delegate to them rather than do everything myself. I actually write the three things down the night before. This helps you to actually start doing the task first thing in the morning or when you've set the time to do the task. It means that your brain could actually start working on that task before you actually physically start working on the task. Number five is family conversations or family meetings. So we started to implement this a year ago and it's working really well. So on a Sunday night during dinner time, so it's not allocating any extra time, but we have a few set questions and it's run then by all members of the family. So we just take it in turns. And the questions that we have are reflection on jobs. So we look at the jobs that we've done this week, if everyone's happy, and we just discuss it there. The next one is we share the week ahead. And so that's generally me. I'm sharing what I've written down on the command center. And usually I've written it down just before we have the family conversation and dinner that night. So I'm able to, it's all in my head and it's easy for me to reel off. That has made a huge difference to our family. Both of my children now know what the week ahead is from me verbally telling them, as well as now they have a visual. The next question is what went well this week? And we just go around the table and everyone gets a chance to share what went well for them, whether it was at work, at school or at home. The next one is what makes you feel loved or encouraged? So they give something that they've really enjoyed about their week that they felt loved or encouraged from doing. Maybe it's someone at school said something to them, or it might have been at home that they were praised for something that they did. The next question we have is what's something you want to do this week? So that's a great one to give everyone in the family an opportunity to say sort of the week during the week or even at the weekend what they actually want to do. 
So it might be around exercise for my husband and I, or it might be around an activity that the kids want to go and do on the weekend. And it's just that forward planning, which helps both of our kids have that predictability in their week. Number six is meal planning and shopping. Planning your meals for the week is going to share the load with everybody in the family because it means it's not falling just maybe on one person. It means you can save money on the groceries because you know what you're getting and you're buying it and going to the supermarket once. Whereas I know if you go to the supermarket every day, you're going to spend more money because you're going to get those incidentals that you see. You're also going to reduce decision-making each day because you know what you're doing each day, what meal's going to be, and it saves time, not only at the supermarket, but also prepping. I know for us on the weekend, on a Sunday, I will prep two or three meals for the week, and this saves so much time, especially on those first two nights of our week where it's really busy and everyone has activities. So how do we do it? I have themed nights. So we've come up with some cards and on each of those cards are a list of items on the back of the card. And so, for example, it's got a curry night card and on the back of it, some examples of curries that we can choose from are korma, penang, red, butter chicken and rogan josh. They're the ones that my family really enjoy. So then we will just allocate from one of those those curries onto our weekly planner. Another one is barbecue. So we have a list on the back of the card of all the barbecue items, you know, chicken, hamburgers, steak, lamb, and you then allocate that onto one of the nights and we just choose one of the options from the back of the card. To actually set up the cards, I got every family member to write down their favorite under each of the headings. So some of the themes we've got are barbecue, we have curries, we have slow cooker, we have easy night, we have Mexican, we have Italian. So you can come up with the theme that you like. Everyone can then list their favorites under each one of the themes. And then at the start of the week, I go through and decide which ones that we're going to make on those particular nights. So taking into consideration that Monday, Tuesday need to be pre-cooked So we're not going to have a barbecue that night. It's going to be something that we can just heat up. So something else to consider with your meal planning and shopping is online shopping. It's a great way to save time, but also money because you're not seeing so many different options. You just got what's on your list every week. It also helps to reduce any sensory overwhelm you have, maybe from going to the supermarkets and also reduces decision-making because you know what you like and you don't then have all these options in front of you making you feel maybe more confused and overwhelmed. Final one, number seven, is movement. So scheduling into your week when you're going to do some movement. For myself, I book into my classes on a Sunday night and that keeps me accountable. So with my gym, I'll book those in as well as a yoga session or yin yoga session, I'll book that in on a Sunday night. I know for my clients that come to my own yin and nidra session that they purchase a season pass and that helps to keep them accountable. I also have two days that I go walking and I have a accountability buddy on those two days and 
that keeps me motivated as well and to turn up on time each week because I know that I have someone to walk with. So thinking about how you can keep yourself accountable but also just writing it down, it means that it's going to happen whereas if we don't write it down, we're less likely then to actually go ahead with it that week. So I hope that these tips can help you start your week off on the right foot. Thanks so much for joining me for today's solo episode about weekly routines. I would absolutely love if you could leave me a review and share which tips that you've enjoyed the most and you think you're going to implement in your week. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nidra yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. Mm